Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hi, guys. What a great start to the year. Yeah. I'm very happy you're listening. I'm very happy you've continued to listen. I, I sent all the patron boxes, you know, patrons who patrons who support the podcast, who I always talk about, who um, without without a doubt are responsible for keeping the show on the air. Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, I was just doing all the boxes, send the boxes and stuff. And it's always say, oh, wow, she's. And I write the notes and I'm like, oh my God, you're still here. Thank you for the support. I can't believe you're some people over three years now. Wow. They stick around, they support the podcast. I I, you know, sometimes I go, why? Why are they why are they being so kind and generous? But thank you guys. Uh just want to remind you uh to follow us on at inside you podcast on Instagram and Facebook at uh, inside pod on the Twitter. Write a review, it really helps the podcast. Uh my band, Sunspin. Uh our album's available everywhere, streaming. We're streaming everywhere, so please, please, all I ask you to do right now, if you could take a second and just go to Spotify and 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 click follow so we can get more followers. We don't have a lot of followers. And listen to the new album. It's available. You can get tons of merch on um, sunspin.com. We've got mugs and autographs and calendars and sh- really cool retro shirts, and uh, you could get Zooms from the band and... Uh, also on the Inside of You online store, we got a lot of new stuff coming. So check out the Inside of You online store. We still have a Smallville script that um, it's called Arctic. It was, I think, the, I thought it was going to be the last episode I ever did, but the whole cast signed it, and that script's available, autographed. It's only one of a kind. So I'm gonna, I'll either, you know, I'll keep it up for a little while, see if anybody wants it. But okay. Anyway, yeah, what do you do? Great guest today, Emmanuel Shrieky. What I remember about this interview is how in love with her i was <laughs> i think anybody who listens to this will see she is beautiful inside out she is talented so kind so easy to talk to it felt effortless and she opens up about a lot of things and obviously she talks about entourage and she talks about her um her career and her life and um this was a really an, an enjoyable episode. I remember when she left, I go, I don't want her to leave. <laughs> like, yeah, well, guests come and they go. That's right. That's how it works. That's life. Um, that is life. It is life. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, if you want to join Patreon, go to patreon.com slash inside of you and join what everybody's been talking about. <laughs> um, anything else, Ryan? You have a good new year? Yeah. Well, let's spend new year with you. Yeah. Yeah. We played guitar and had some we beverages did. and- it snowed and we walked around town and we ordered food and we slept and we were in traffic a lot going home and on the way, but we made it safely and uh, it was nice to get away, wasn't it? It was nice, even it if it's, you know, not too far, but you know, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It's good to get away and be around friends and just forget about life for a while. Yeah. What song is that? And it's- forget about life for a while. It's not Cheers. Piano Man. Oh. Without further ado, folks, please listen and enjoy the wonderful Emmanuel Shrieky. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. 
Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. You know, people that come on the podcast, um, they think the room is a lot smaller than it looks on TV. Oh, yeah. Or on the screen than the computers. Oh, that's yeah. funny. It's, it's a small room, but it's quaint. It's intimate enough. I love it. You love it? Yeah, there's a lot to look at. It's very interesting. I'm sitting across from Lex Luthor. And I'm sitting across from the new Lois, Lana Lang. That's <laughs> Lana Lang. Lana Lang. <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool, huh? It's very cool. You look fantastic. Oh, you're so sweet. I couldn't believe it because, you know, your age is on, uh, you know, on online. Like, of course, mine is. I'm 50. But when I saw your age, I go, oh, my Whoa, God. Whoa, that's crazy. What? You're 50? Oh, yeah. I'm 50. Don't. Don't. No, no. Because you honestly For real, lie, though? For real? For yeah, real? Yeah, yeah. You have great genetics, right? Do your parents look young? Um, not, not, no. Uh, I mean, it's hard to maybe, it's hard to say. I mean, my dad's 70, my mom's 75. I mean, they're starting to like, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess I have some good genes. I mean, I you guess. have good genes. You There's have good genes. You have that Moroccan you Jew gene. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like you, like you really, like you could easily be 30. Thank you. Right? I mean, thank 28. you. 28. Nah, come on. Don't hey, exaggerate. Hey, stash, mustache. What do you think over there? <laughs> no, I agree. I we, really we all look young for our ages. I'm so surprised seeing you in person. How like you know because like you see the photos and like oh of course every photo looks great uh, and then you see you in person but you still you look very young. Oh, I think that's really lovely. Yeah. Things it, it cracks me up because you know on the show my daughter in real life is 21 and and I love Superman and Lois. Yeah, right. Though that's totally feasible it still trips me up i'm like we'll be talking about something and she's like oh my mom always says the same thing and i'm like right you're yeah. playing a mom of two does it feel weird did you think do you think when while you're acting you're like no one's gonna buy this did you feel that in, in the beginning in the beginning 100 percent, i did in the beginning i was like seriously guys i'm a mom this is the first time i was playing because i played a mom of like a baby but never of like a teenage daughter. Right. I was like, guys, this is ridiculous. But then when you watch our show, um, Dylan Walsh is the grandfather, which is also comical. And how old is he? <laughs> I mean, he's what, like his late 50s? He looks amazing. Wow. We're like, what? Okay, hot grandfather. <laughs> what do you do to, to to look good? Like, what do you, I mean, I know you, I see your Instagrams and your, uh, you're uh, exercising in your Instagrams. My, my Pilates. You're doing Pilates. Yeah. Does, for someone who has deals with a lot of pain and stuff, I, you know, I, a lot of surgeries, played ice hockey growing up, a lot of sports. Oh yeah. Does Pilates is it really something that can help? Is, does it help you? What does it do? What does it do for you? What does it do? Yo, it changed my life. I mean, I also have loads of injuries. Um, I would say from what. <laughs> do you know? I don't know if it's a combination of also just genetics. Like I have Lucy Goosey tendons like i have a torn labrum in my hip i've dislocated both my shoulders total five times like oh, i feel really um like i'm tough but i'm fragile do you know what i mean like and i'm tough but i'm <laughs> fragile <laughs> yeah. i know but i'm chicken shit <laughs> baby sorry sometimes i just have to do that Wait, sorry but folks. that was perfect okay. um <laughs> That was perfect and so accurate. Um, so anyways, long story short, it changed my life. Like I had a lot of injuries. I was in chronic pain um, and it made me really, really unhappy. And I've always been a very active person, but Pilates really changed my life. Like I don't have, I had a really gnarly car accident and I was all jacked in here and I'm not anymore. 
So there is really something to the whole, you know, it helps elongate you and your spine and your core strength. And it has saved me. Do you teach? No. You couldn't teach? No. But do you have a teacher? I do. She's the best of the best. How much is she an hour? Come on, celebrity talking. No, she's- Is she like 150 an hour? No. Well- I don't know what her rate, I've been working with her for so many years, so she doesn't charge me that, but I think that's her rate. Right. If we're in it. Would you honest. recommend her to me? A million percent. Where does she live? She's here. She's so close. She's on Sunset. Really? And it's her own studio. Let me tell you this. She used to be an Alvin Ailey dancer. A what? Alvin Ailey dancer. What's an Alvin Ailey? You don't know the Alvin Ailey Dance Company in no. New York? No. <gasps> it's one of the great, Google it when we leave. Alvin Ailey. Alvin Ailey. Okay. It's an unbelievable dance company she was a professional dancer for 20 plus years she's incredible and her knowledge of the body is other level and it, she's cool and so you don't have as much pain anymore i have no pain anymore do you do your own stunts on uh i Superman used to Lois? i used to i don't anymore yeah, isn't that something you <laughs> get older the last and you decide time i is when i dislocated it which was a few months ago on superman and lois you dislocated your shoulder again on superman and lois what were you doing when you're on wires no I, it was freezing cold. We were in Vancouver. Vancouver I'm doing this dope fight sequence with Superman. Right. And um, it was freezing. I wasn't warm enough. I'd been training for weeks. I blocked a punch. He kind of blocked it hard. Mm. And, the, and it just went like. You felt it? <laughs> Immense pain? It, I had to go to emergency. That day on the set, you had to go to the emergency room. Yeah. Because they wouldn't put it back in. Did they try to put it back in? No, because, you know, if a nerve gets caught. Were you crying? I, I was bawling my, uh, wait, oh, this is the best story ever. I, Have you told the story? I don't think so. All right. I, it well, was move out, the mic up so it, I can hear you a little it bit. Was, it was out of socket for um, two hours because we're in the middle of, you shot in Vancouver, right? Oh, yeah. Smallville was in Vancouver? Yes, okay, yes. so we're in Delta, a farm oh, in God. Delta. Bumfuck. In, yes. Sorry for that. And- uh, the, it take it would take more time for the ambulance to get there than for them to drive me to the hospital. So I'm going across like bumpy farm terrain, completely out of socket, like can barely breathe. Every step oh is like excruciating. God. I'm in my super suit and I get to the hospital. Super suit? Yeah, because it was the alternate universe. Well, Bizarro. Yeah. Lois Rowe. At Lana Rowe. Lana Rowe. God, yeah. do it again. Lana Rowe. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So go ahead. You're in your suit. So wait, my, my suit. They didn't even take you out of your suit. Well, they couldn't. They're, like, are you kidding? I couldn't move. Oh, yeah. So I get to emergency and I'm like, cry, I'm hysterical at this point. I'm begging them for drugs. I'm, the doctor comes. I'm like, please just put it back in socket. And they give me some morphine. They gave me like a relaxant. They had to cut the costume. The costumer was with me. They had to cut the costume off. And the nurse, you know, she sees that I'm in this like full on super suit. And I'm so high at this point. She's like, so who are you? Who were you fighting, dear? I was like, I looked at her and I was like, Superman. <laughs> oh, oh, effed up on drugs and morphine at this time. And she says, who are you fighting? And you're just, you just look at her and say, Superman. Superman. She was like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the whole thing was so awful. Anyways, that's the long winded answer. So no, I do not do my stunts anymore. That's it. I'm done. I have this, a most amazing stunt double. Let her do what she does. What? How long before you were fixed again? Did they did they put it in socket back in the socket right? Oh, with, yeah. While you were drugged up, yeah. And you didn't feel it. 
No, it was instant relief. And then I was back at work the next day. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Did doing you stay stunts. the night in the hotel in the hospital? No, I was no. out. Like as soon as they popped it back in, did all the paperwork, I was out. Did Tyler, who plays Superman, was he just like, oh, I'm so sorry? I'm- no, he was like, I mean, I mean, he had nothing to apologize for, but he just knew he when it happened, he was like, oh fuck. And he just knew, and and he was like being very protective because you know what's the what's is there anything worse than getting hurt on set? <laughs> Nothing. I think there is something worse: uh, getting hurt during sex. <laughs> that I've done that. Where I'm like, ow, 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 my knee, my knee. Hang on, hang on. Oh god, oh god. That's what happens when you're fifty. I'm not kidding. I've had, I've had injuries <laughs> where I'm just like, oh god, oh god, I can't, I can't my back. I just threw my back the out. Funniest thing. Oh I've my ever god. Heard. You, yeah, Brian, have you oh. ever been injured during sex? <laughs> not like that, no. I have. I mean, I'm not even like hardcore or anything. Slow down, Tiger. Maybe take it easier. Yeah, right? I, don't, Maybe, I, uh, I don't think I, I was going that fast. It was just like, I don't know what happened. It was embarrassing, though. That's hysterical. Yeah, you yeah, got to be someone that really like, you okay, know. Okay, maybe that wins. Maybe, okay, that, that tops wins. it. That would win. But, you know, I mean, having like 300 people be like, are you okay? It's just like, oh, God, please. I'm good. I don't want to make a big deal about this. Oh. I just want it back in. But you were just like, you were in so much pain. You were crying on set. You were like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I am a mess. Oh, I'm a mess. And you want it? Whoa. Whoa. My Lex Luthor hat just fell off the shelf. Oh, that's so creepy. Creepy. That's a weird guy. Do you want to hear something really wild, though? I want to hear it. And our... Um, our um, uh, our RAD, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they change every director. other um, episode. I'd worked with him at the beginning of my career on a film called Wrong Turn in Toronto. Who's that with? Wrong Turn? Yeah. Um, it was with um, Jeremy Sisto and Desmond Harrington. Oh, nice. Eliza Dushku. Yeah. And um, so on this movie, I dislocated my shoulder in a stunt and Bob was the AD. And I know Bob. Bob, what's his last name? No one ever knows the last name. Uh, Bob, he's kind of like a middle-aged guy. He's, he's the, probably my age. He's the best. Bob, right? he's really calm and mellow. Yes. He was on Smallville. Bob. Oh, uh, what? oh I think so, I think actually. he was. Yeah, oh, I love Bob. I'm terrible on, on, on names in general. I'm horrible with yeah, names. Yeah, probably but the same Bob's guy. the best. And Bob. Crippen? Yes, yes. Is it Bob Crippen? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Is it Bob Crippen? That is. Holy that's shit, it. Bob, Bob. What up, Bob? Bob is the best. Tell him I said and hi. So I absolutely will. And so Bob, he's the AD on this episode, and he comes up to me. He's like, not again. And I was like, and I look at him, I go, oh, you were there the first time. It happened with him the first yes, time? Yes, he was the AD on Wrong Turn. That years before. Like almost 20 and now he sees you do and he it says again. It again. And so he's like, and I look at him and I'm, I'm just like, I'm out of sorts. And I'm like, maybe it's because you're here. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you dick. Maybe you made a wrong turn. <laughs> Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. I just sent some of this to my mother and she's starting to notice the differences. Hmm in herself and she, because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and and she couldn't think clearly and and you know and and I I was like well this stuff works for me and what's great is I didn't even they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this um have you heard of synaletics yet well listen it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago 
and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused. Um, younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp, when you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times... We keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy... Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash inside did you have to audition for superman and lois no you didn't no you know i've talked to other actors about this when you don't audition it feels like oh look at me i got an offer only but here's the problem 
you never know if like they know what they're getting. They're like, okay, this is what we want. And you go on set and you start doing it. Right. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We want something. Yeah, that's not what we wanted. You know, that that could be a little scary when yep. you're not sure. If you audition, like, oh, that's what they want. Good. Yeah. I got it. I know what I'm doing now. Absolutely. So no questions a, asked. No. And it's, absolutely. Were you nervous first day? Yes. Terrified. Really? Oh, my God. But also, too, you know, I also, the whole thing was so strange to me. Like, um, you know, to your point is that I didn't audition for this. This came along and, you know, I was thinking about this in the car on the way up. I thought if this is going to come up or not. And I was like, I should start saying I'll never blah, blah, blah for the things that I really wanted to. Because I literally was like, I don't, I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever read a comic book. I've never watched, I, I don't watch superhero things. I don't, like, I know it's crazy. Me, me it's too, a yeah. little bit outrageous, yeah. right? And so, and this came along and my, you know, my team called me, like, I started laughing. Like, I was like, guys, that's hilarious. Okay. Like, as if. And they're like, no, 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 really. Like, they, the you know, the creator of the show would love to have a meeting with you. And I was like, kind of fucked up over it. Like, I was like, what? How? I don't even understand. Like, I've never, ever worked on the CW before. So what would make them have interest in me? So a hundred percent. And like, why me? Like, I just, not nothing made sense. I sat with Todd Helbing. Best decision I ever made in my life. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. But the funny part was that the last time I said, it's not like I'd ever do blah, 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 was when I said about um, working with Adam Sandler. Mm. Like I literally was like, it's not like I'd ever do an Adam Sandler movie. And then I did an Adam Sandler. So maybe I should start doing now, that now. Now you auditioned for Sandler's movie, right? I did. Now, 100%. How many times? Twice. With Adam the second time? Never with Adam. Never with Adam. Was Adam in the room? Uh, nope. He wasn't even in the room? Uh, no. I met Adam. Were uh, you his love interest? Yeah. It was a really weird situation because originally Selma Hayek was cast and then she got pregnant. Mm. So she had to fall out. And I, um, at the time, randomly had a general with Heather Perry. I know Heather Perry. You know Sony? Heather? Yeah, yeah. Sony. Yeah. She's not there anymore, is she? I'm I don't know. sure, actually. But she, she ran Sandler's company, yes. Happy Madison. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I had a, you know, I had a great meeting with her. And in the meeting, she was like, hmm, come with me. And we're like in the golf cart. And she's like, introduces me to Adam Sandler. He's playing basketball. How and you doing? Then, Good to yeah, see you. Yeah, All right. So good. That's exactly <laughs> what he sounds like. You look like Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And then I met Dennis Dugan, the director. Yeah. And then Dennis, like, all, this is all happening. And Dennis is like, yeah, great. Uh, I, 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 Yeah, you're perfect. I would love for you to read. And I, and then he's like, so when can you audition? <laughs> like, the whole thing was so weird. What would you I, say? I was like, <laughs> things are so hilarious. I was like, well, I'm doing a movie in Vancouver. Like I'm actually flying to go finish a movie in Vancouver. So like when I wrap, maybe in like 10 days, I can come back and <laughs> audition. And he was like, okay. 
great. So I audition and I have to work on this accent. It's not like, you know, like I wasn't going to half-ass this opportunity. What accent was it? Palestinian. That's not easy. <laughs> no. So then I audition. It went really well. Apparently, I guess the tapes were seen. But I know that there was a little um, behind the scenes. Like I had heard later on that before they actually offered the part to me, Adam had sort of called around to be like, tell me about Shrieky. Like, we're thinking about her for this. Uh, is this a good thing? Is this a bad really? thing? Really? So they want yeah. to know if you were easy to work with. Easy to work with. Would I be able to hold my own opposite him? Like, she it know was, her lines. It's a big deal, right? Because right. Sandler is Sandler. And all his the all his co-stars have always been, you know, you know, amazing. Was he like man. on set? Was he like, uh, Emmanuel, do it, do it again, but like, Say the, say the line like this and then turn your head. Like Never. always throwing shit at you? He was definitely, he, I, you know, him and Dugan directed, even though Dennis Dugan was the director. Adam obviously was very involved. Yeah. Um, but he was just so fun. He created such a relaxed atmosphere. And it it just felt like super organic. So even if there was like something that we were working out, it just felt... It was like fun. It never felt like there was this enormous pressure. It was playful. Yeah. You he's know? a wonderful guy. He's I a really wonderful love human. I love that guy. He's yeah. been so kind to me. Oh, I love um, that. I mean, working with Sandler, it had to be like just like you're, you're sitting there and there's say action. And you're like looking at Adam Sandler. It's just like legendary comedian. Legendary. Guy we all grew up watching. Legendary. And yeah. you're now you're working with him. It's got to be kind of like shell-shocked. Like, oh my, you had to get that out of your system. How do you get it out of your system? I don't think you I am, do. I am an actor. I'm acting now. Learn your shit and forget about Adam Sandler. Well, I mean, I think that... <laughs> I don't know that you honestly do. Because every day of that movie, I just remember being like, I can't believe this. And then, and then imagine that I'm on the set and there's a night where it's Adam Sandler, John Turturro, Kevin Nealon, Rob Schneider, and myself doing a scene. And I was like, okay, for real, what the fuck is going on right now? Did you say that? <laughs> like to anybody who would listen. Like I was like, this is so surreal. The, and yeah. like John Turturro. Oh, he's an amazing. I actor. mean, he's so amazing. And again, like one of the nicest humans. I remember he was, he was, he would get such a kick out of it because I don't know if you know this, but he was very good friends with Madonna. Like back. Turturro was. Yeah, back in the day in that. New York. And somehow or other, we got talking and I was telling him of like my obsession with Madonna when I was a kid. So I, literally we would be sitting, I'd be like, okay, so tell me some more stories. Really? <laughs> Give me some more like Did he tell Madonna you some provocative tidbits. stories? Just like fun stuff, not, you know, but it was really cute. And he got such like a kick out of it. Like he loved how much I loved her. I know a great story where John Turturro and John Goodman were working together on a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, Big Lebowski. No, it was a different one. Oh, it was like not Miller's Crossing or not. It was, it was something with those two, and they were wrestling in the scene. And Taturo or a Goodman didn't know his lines, or supposedly, or something. 
and they were wrestling around. And finally, Turturro goes, come on, Goodman, fuck, learn your line. He goes, fuck you, Turturro. More people see me in one week on TV than they see you in, in your career. Oh. <laughs> I think they just were laying it on each other. Oh, but it was God. like, oh, yeah, I just remember somebody telling me that story. I wonder if it's true. I'm sure there's some truth to it. But um, did, did Sandler give you his phone number and say, yeah, yeah, keep in touch, whatever, after? No. Did you want his number? I wish that we could have been, like, friends do you know? But I don't think he needs more friends. <laughs> I don't think he needs you know, more and friends. I and I love his wife Jackie so much, and we had such an exceptional time on this film, like like really exceptional. Yeah. And uh, but you know, like it's definitely one of those like where if I ever saw him somewhere, I, I, I it would it would make my year. He would remember you, wouldn't he? Oh, a thousand. I mean, you worked with him for months. Yes. Oh, no, 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 and our, I always feel like no one I will remember me, no matter what. What hey, is hey, that? Hey, hey, we did a movie. I, I know, dude, we did a movie together. I know. Why, I feel like I just, like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like they're not going to remember me. But, but like, so is weird. it, do you think that that's because that's some, like, some part of you just doesn't feel like enough? Of course. Yeah. I've always felt like that. You know, there was a, a speech that someone gave at a wedding recently. I won't say the wedding, but the speech floored me. It was so emotional. Mm. That this person said, I love people. I, I love, I love my mother. I love this. I love that. And logically, I know that people love me. Logically. Like, I know that this person loves me. Mm-hmm. But I've never felt it. Mm-hmm. I've never felt that feeling that someone really loves me. I know it logically, but I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. It broke me down. Mm-hmm. It broke me down. Was it that... It- but was the thing that he'd never felt it until now with until this person? Until now with this, with this woman. Right. That's beautiful. It was beautiful, man. Wow. It was beautiful. There was a lot of, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of emotions at this wedding. And yeah. I just kind of sat there with all these couples around me. And yeah. Going, yeah, I'll find someone. I'll find someone. It will happen one day. You'll be at a wedding. You <laughs> will. You'll get married. Hey, um. When you were young, when you were growing up, when you were well, you were born in Montreal, but you moved when you were two years old to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Were you when? First of all, did you have a pretty good childhood? Mm-hmm. You did. Were your parents always there for you? Mm-hmm. They were. Were they always like, "I'll love you, do whatever." You're talented. You're smart. Did they always kind of? Yeah, they were very, very supportive. Isn't very. that amazing? When I hear that, I'm so amazed by it. Yeah. I mean, listen, there was a whole shit ton of problems, but that was not one of them. We had, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, what well, were the problems? Well, you know, I, my mom, it was, my, it was very sad. My mom was very sick my growing up. So by the time I was 11, you know, she was diagnosed with um, colon cancer. And then, you know, she passed away like five years later. And, you know, so my whole sort of 11 to 16 was taking care of a a dying woman. Um, so it was a very like split identity, like, like sort of me at home and then, you know, me at school and my dad and I together would take care of her and my brother and my sister were older and, you know, they had tried to get married before she passed away. So they got they got married like three months, a month between the wedding. Just so mom would be there, mom so would mom, see that. So mom would see that. So, you know, that just had a lot of its own sort of 
stuff and, you know, sadnesses and what have you. But my, yes, like my parents were so supportive and very, they loved the arts. They loved the arts. I, I, you know, I grew up in a French speaking household, but so my- You still speak French? Mm-hmm. Let me hear it. <laughs> Say I love this podcast. It's amazing. J'adore ce podcast. C'est incroyable. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so you know the radio was always on, like you know Radio Canada, like always a French radio. You know, as a family, we were always watching movies. The you know mom would always garden and have like you know classical music blaring as she's like in her white caftan with all the windows open she was like a character out of a novel my mom wow um so and you know and my dad when i was little little he would like take me to the to the symphony like so it was always they just loved it so i think they were classy it sounds like my parents were really classy yeah see my parents were not classy really oh no Tell no. what do you mean? Fuck. Like how like what do you mean? I mean my parents were so classy, but let me just say, like also I'm painting this picture, but it was like super humble, super middle class, you know, immigrants that came with nothing and made something. Daddy spoke seven languages because he was he just had a knack for languages. Is he still with us? No. When did he pass? nine years ago nine years ago yeah is it tough still to this day being without him being without your mom oh yeah do you still think about them constantly uh, all day a thousand percent especially my dad my mom i was so so young but my dad oh not a day goes by is it easy for you to tap into emotions when you're doing a scene if you need to do you automatically go to that yeah that's how yeah that will get you what's the trigger what do you think of how much i miss him Really? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I desperately miss him. Were you closest to him out of all your siblings? I think so. Yeah. I hate to say that. You know, yeah. if they ever heard this, they'd be like, well, fuck you. Maybe every, but we yeah. did. We did. We had a bond. It was an undeniable bond that I think everybody knew. Um, and also, too, you know, we took care of my mom together. It was me and him. We were like this united front. And, you know... Yeah, it was my dad and I. Yeah, it's it's amazing how things that happened to you as a child, things that just, you know, growing up, as an actor, you can tap into that. If you do, it's magical. Yeah. It's hard sometimes, but I definitely have a few things that I'd go to's that I could feel, for yeah. di- that I felt for different roles, and I just tap into it. And yeah. People are like, where did that come from? I'm like, well, you don't want to kind of say. I know, you don't want to say, and as as you know, tragic or triggering or whatever, they end up being gifts, right? Yeah. Like it, that saying of They're like, with you. They're in the way, you they're know? They're with you. And also too, that just that thing of like what, like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Like these things, like if we all have a story, right? We all have a story. We all have shit, but it becomes a gift when you can like tap into it and use it for your art. Yeah. Like it really does. But wait, sorry, I cut you off. Wow. What do you mean when you say you your parents were not that? Wow, you went back eight minutes. <laughs> well, um, I just find that's not so... that they weren't 
I mean, I'm, they weren't classless or anything right. like that. I mean, we were, you know. <laughs> She's like rednecks. We like, were yeah. not even middle class when we lived in New York and then, then in Connecticut, living in a duplex. And then got a kind of like a small house. And we moved to Indiana and we were working our way into middle uh. class. And then eventually my dad started doing really well by the time I was out of high school. Okay. Into college or out of college. But, okay. um, you know, I always, it's so funny. I, there's got to be some psychology to this but my mom if you went in the house she had to take off your shoes uh-huh. you have to see the vacuum lines and all the carpets yeah she was like a monster like that <laughs> but if you opened up any closet the whole thing would collapse <laughs> or you opened up any drawer it was packed with shit awful every drawer every cabinet pills Oy. this but on the outside it was almost like looking at my parents on the outside. You're like, oh, these people are fun. They're they seem together. They're oh, you know. And then all of a sudden on the inside, you don't realize what's really going on. So there was chaos behind, behind that. it, like hidden chaos. Hidden chaos. I never really talked about that, but the closets were just atrocious. Wow. I mean, you opened it up, you could. I mean, it was packed like a hoarder. <gasps> but like. If you didn't open anything or you didn't open the drawer, the house looked immaculate. Wow, that's so interesting. I got to talk to my therapist about that. Yeah. What is that? That's so interesting. I, I think my mom always wanted everyone to think she was normal, that she was she had it all. She had, you know, she had class and she was an intellect and this. And, you know, it was one of those Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You know, you look behind the curtain, it's like, oh. She yeah. was afraid of that. I, I think and we all have also, that. I think so too. You know, it's so interesting. You, it's uh, it's so interesting. I um, I had an oddly similar experience. So, when my dad passed away, I kind of was very numb for probably like about a year. Like I actually couldn't shed a tear it was wild did you go on any antidepressants or anything i did well i mean not antidepressants but i was taking too many pills for sure and i was very very anxious and you know just like all all of the things just trying to just you know constantly placate just like right just this just tempering anything because anything that i felt just felt like too big and so it was like this is like there's a year and then Maybe like five years after my dad passed away. This is so wild. Um, my cupboards, the way you're describing what your house was, that was like my house. And um, uh, my best friend, um, Emily, she had encouraged me to do Marie Kondo, the life-changing magic of tidying up. Do you know that book? No. <gasps> oh my God, it's so amazing. Is so, it one of those things where it says, if you haven't touched it, get rid of it? If yes. You haven't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does yeah, it yeah. spark joy? Yes or no? There's no maybes. Have you um, read that? No, it was a Netflix show, right? It was it, a Netflix spark show. Spark joy, that's Yeah, spark joy. But yeah. there's an actual book and, and they take you through because she, she anticipates, like you, you there's no... You know, people have such a deep emotional attachment where it comes to like pictures or cards, right? Or, or like whatever, whatever, whatever. Or like instruction manuals for whatever. I know thing. you don't need them. There's tutorials on YouTube. And that's what she said. She was like, throw them away. You Google the model number and boom, there it is. So there's like an answer for everything. Wow. So initially, M brings this up to me and I have such a visceral reaction, which at first was like, uh, no way could I do that. 
And then it became like this obsession, like I have to do this. And I realized that, you know, when you open my cupboard, it's the same thing. Like, like stuff was crammed in there. And I realized I hadn't touched anything since before my father died. And I, and I understood that I was holding on to what was, and I like literally wasn't ready to let go. And it was this deep purge of an experience that can I, like no shit, it changed my life when I actually did it. It's organization. It's it's almost like my doctor said, my ther- one of my therapists a while ago, I changed therapists. I have changed therapists <laughs> because sometimes you grow out of them. Mm-hmm. You're like, I need a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But they said something where you're, you need to be organized. You need your office to be everything to where you can find things. Yeah. You have to have that. Or if it's in chaos, you will be in chaos. Yeah. And it's true. I can yeah. pretty much find everything for the most part. I have a system, but I do hold on to things. I don't hoard. I definitely get rid of shit. And you look, there's a lot of stuff here. But I also have two podcasts. Yeah, but this and, is like, know. yeah. And also, too, this is your office. Like, this is This you... isn't my office. This is the podcast. Oh, I'm studio. sorry. The podcast. This is the podcast. It's a creative studio. room. Yes, indeed. Do you feel this is a weird question? But it's weird. But when you're younger, I'm not talking as a child, but when you get older and you go, oh, my God, if someone so died, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't fuck. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. Have you ever been through that? And then you realize when you get older, somehow you're able to survive it. Somehow Mm -hmm. you're like when your dad passed, was it unexpected? Mm -mm. It wasn't unexpected. Mm -mm. So were you anticipating and thinking, I can't get through this. I can't deal with this. I can't deal. This is not going to. Was it something anticipatory? Uh, th- yes, I was definitely. Um, I was moving through my absolute worst fear, which is also oddly liberating after the fact. Um, but I, I like I was like you know watching my father die was. Yeah, she just thought about it, and you got emotional. Well, it's just if you knew him, you would be like, why should somebody with that much light and goodness like suffer the way he did it wasn't like why did he die because we all die it was like why did he suffer like that and then on my 40th birthday i did ayahuasca and i got the answer (laughs) you just went from (laughs) emotional to ayahuasca that was pretty good um, how I've been, I've been thinking about it, but I'm scared shitless of ayahuasca. Yeah, because I feel like I, I I just I'll freak out. But does it really work? Oh, it was so. Do you have a shaman? Yeah, I mean, I did a one on one. I didn't do it in a group. Um, and this person sat with you and stayed with you for for like eight hours. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable, and like it was unbelievable that came up that whole thing came up that specifically that thing came up about just like why did he have to suffer so much and everything and we you know talked about it at length and then she had said to me and like this is true and I think about this a lot I was shown or my father taught me 
the like the definition of grace because like he never complained mm. he was so grateful for the life that he lived he was um to the end like still so playful and just full of love and he was like spiritual and he was deep and he just never once ever complained or uttered why me and I think it's really remarkable because the extreme pain that he was in was like other level shit like he had a growth on his sciatica which Oh, if you man, deal with sciatica, yeah. you know that's just like, you know. And he had a pump of medication that was like, it's, it's, I guess it's like fentanyl. It's like 10 times more powerful than morphine that he would press like every few minutes to help with the pain. And it was only after that I realized like, holy fuck, like, I don't even know what planet he was on when he was sitting around with us. And we would, you know, get it, like coax him like a little child, like, Daddy, how are you feeling? And like, you know, da -da -da -da. Daddy must have been high as shit yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to get, get through, through the day. Man. You know? Yeah. It's wild. So anyway. You got through that with ayahuasca in a lot of ways. I did. I did, because, like, I just knew that to be true. You know, my dad was one of a kind. He really was. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. Yeah. I mean, that you had to go through that. And how old was he? He was a young 71. Still young. 71's yeah. really young. What was his name? Albert. Albert. <laughs> Albert Shrieky? Yep. Aw. Yeah, cute. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Senolytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, I, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synaletic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried Qualia Synaletic, and the rest is history. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling. Also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And 
You just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Qualia Synaletic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have, I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that. And uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this. So that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Inside of you is brought to you by Rocket Money. If you want to save money, listen up. <laughs> I don't know how, how to tell you this other than this really works. Ryan went through this. Mm -hmm. We have so many unwanted subscriptions that we forget we have. And, uh, you know, there's so many apps nowadays that we just get lost. And, you know, I'm not very app savvy. And, you know, I'll watch a streamer. And then the next thing I know, I forget that I just watched one show and I'm still subscribed to this after six months. With Rocket Money, they take care of you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Why do you say... Did you know that nearly 75% and end at... Did you know that nearly 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? Yeah, I'm one of those people, Ryan. And between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it's never ending. Thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I could see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. I love the dashboard and how it shows me this month's spending compared to last month. I like doing that. Uh, so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. That's simply astonishing. Saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. So your brother um, paid for your acting classes growing up? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, true. How old 100%. was he when he was paying for your acting classes? Uh, 16. How much are acting classes back At the then? time, they were like a $900. It's a lot of money. $900 for like 10 weeks or something. Yeah. For like my first on-camera, you know, <laughs> TV commercial acting, whatever. McDonald's. No, that was later. I worked at McDonald's. You did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I was a counter person and a fry guy. <laughs> I used to have to mop. I almost got fired for, I did get fired, but I, you had to mop in the M, like do an M with the, with the mop. 
And no, then, you did not. Yes, and, and the guy, yes, that's how we were trained to do it. The arc, <laughs> the arc, the arches, whatever. <laughs> oh, M for McDonald's. And Is then put it in, it? squeeze it dry, put it back in water, M, M. Do it back and forth. I swear on my life. And I remember. That's almost culty, by the way. It was weird. I remember the guy was like, hey, you're not doing the ar- arches. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, that's how we trained you. Oh, and then God. I got, I think I got, um, I think I got fired because I was stealing Big Macs. Or no, no, no. Um, filet of fish? No. I love those filet of fish. It was uh, a Mick. Uh, McFlurry? No. What was those things that they have on occasion? McRibs. Oh. <laughs> I stole a whole bunch. Well, it wasn't stealing, but they were left over, but you weren't allowed to take them after your shift. Oh but we God. were closing, and I took like 10 in a bag, and I brought it out to my dad, and I go like this. And the guy goes, we got my dad points, and I turn around, and it's the manager. And he's like, what are you doing? I go, oh, well, these were going to be thrown away. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and i went there and he I, I didn't get fired right then but yeah anyway and they, but um that's amazing Funny. that your brother mm-hmm. paid for your acting classes so whenever you win an award you've won an award before you won some award i read mm-hmm. did you get up on stage and go i just want to thank my brother who paid for my acting classes oh for sure i must you, have said something you must have. Or, or like at least been like i want to you know like from my family that just is like fucking awesome you know thanks for always supporting me did you uh did you always want to act from a young age did you did you have those i'm I'm gonna ask a real question you have to answer it real okay if if this is the way you thought did you think i just love acting i want to act i don't care what i do as long as it's acting yeah theatra or whatever the fuck (laughs) or was it like I want to be famous actor. I want to be, I want to do movies and I want to be famous and make a lot of money. And Oh no, the first. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause don't forget, I started in the theater in like community theater in like Unionville, which is outside of Toronto. Right. So I'm like seven years old and I'm like, I am, uh, I've just discovered the greatest drug of all time. <laughs> really? Which was like that bond that you have when you meet like when you've done a play with your family i was like this is it this is it this is what i want to do this is it and so then when i auditioned for high school there was a high school being built in my where i lived there was a fine arts program i mean i don't know what i would have done if i didn't get accepted it would have been like terrifying what would you have done if you didn't become an actress? I don't know. An oh, actor. not if I Can you had... say actress anymore or is it just actor? I say actress. I know. I don't know anymore what to say and what not I, to say. Do you know, it's funny. I say that I am an actor, but when I'm talking, like if, if I have to still differentiate, like if I'm in a conversation with somebody, I'll be like, oh, that actress is amazing. If I say that actor, then be like, well, who are you? It just helps differentiate. You know, when, what year did you get Entourage? You started in the second season of Entourage, right? End of second, yeah. Um, what, what did you, what was your, uh, what was it like being on set, working with all those guys? It was a lot of testosterone, a lot of things, a lot. lot of things going on. There's not many girls. I mean, there are girls, but I guess there were a lot of women on that show, right? There were, but my world was very with the boys. Did you like being with the boys? 
I've always loved being with the boys. Apparently, I'm great with being with the boys. I don't know why that is, but if you like look in my career, I'm oftentimes the only girl with boys. Why is that? I think because I had an amazing relationship with my dad and my brother, and I felt very comfortable around men. They could say anything. You don't. You don't get offended. No. And also, too, you know, I always laugh. I kind of joke about this. My boyfriend always laughs at this. I, I think that. I mean, in some ways this is funny, in other ways this is really sad, but I've I've become super I'm really good at flipping it. <laughs> really good at what? Flipping it. Like I can flip a situation. Like I can flip an uncomfortable situation and not make anybody uncomfortable. It doesn't need to be weird for you, won't be weird for me. You don't allow yourself to feel uncomfortable. I Yeah, well, it's not worth it. I mean, unless someone really I mean, makes you uncomfortable, you like you went over the line. Have you had that? Rarely. Rarely. I mean, I've had it. Yes. Um, On the work. In the, yep, work, in the workplace. Um, and I handled it, and there was very little backlash. And uh, yeah, I flipped it. I mean, you ask any woman, I'm sure they're going to say I've worked with a few pigs in my life, right? Yeah. Have you worked with some horrific people before? No. No. Most of them you can tolerate. Mm -hmm. And what was your experience on Entourage? Did you did you really the enjoy best. doing the show? The best. What was so fun about like it? A 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Like an 11 out of 10. You remind me like almost East Coast. I mean, you are. Oh, really? Yeah. You do. You're yeah. very East Coast. <laughs> yeah. You, you seem like you're from New York. <laughs> yeah. Have people told you that? My whole life. Yeah. You just seem yeah. like you're from Long Island. Like, oh, yeah. Shrieky? <laughs> she lived next to the Pellegrinos over on uh, what the, in Oceanside, right? I don't have a fucking, what was it? Where did my grandparents live? Oh, I forgot. Where they yeah, but that's I love how. It. Next to the Pellegrinos. That's Chick so good. Her name was Chickie Pellegrino. She lived across the street from my <laughs> grandmother, so Ruth. Ruth Eckstein, the Pellegrinos lived across the street. Anthony. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, they all. Chickie Pellegrino. I walked it, over. Do you write? <laughs> yeah. Do you, you write? Yeah. So you write screenplays? Mm -hmm. You need to use that Chickie name. Pe Chickie Pellegrino? Yes. I remember walking I'll over. Play her. You can play Chickie Pellegrino. <laughs> I remember walking over to the Pellegrino's house to ask uh, Anthony if he had a screwdriver or something. <laughs> and I looked down in the basement through the window because they weren't answering the front door. And he was going to town on this really, on this woman. <laughs> And it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I saw it and I go, oh my God. And I think we locked eyes and then I ran across the street and I felt so uncomfortable. Wait, I had no idea what you were about to say. At first I thought you were going to say, and he was going to town like working out. Oh like, no, he was having sex. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it was just, it was really uncomfortable. I have a, a lot of memories. And you can't look that. at sparkling water the same, can you? <laughs> no, no, I can't. Oh, my um, God. That's but so Entourage was a great experience for great you. Great experience. I met. How many seasons did you do? Uh, two through eight and the movie. And the movie. Yeah. Now, for the movie, did you get paid a lot more than you would have in a TV show? No. <laughs> did you ever feel like you got compensated well for that show? Did I ever feel like I yeah. got mm, not necessarily, no. Right. But at the time it it seemed fine. It's so weird. Like I've just never in my career until very recently been sort of 
driven by money. <laughs> uh, isn't that crazy? You know what? I, I, uh, I don't think crazy. I was either until I felt like some people were taking advantage of me. Right. And when that or, happens, or like it becomes business. Point. You become yes, business. Exactly. Bullshit. This is business. Exactly. This is, I'm delivering. You deliver. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're just like, yes. And like, oh, yeah. I've worked my ass off for yeah. however many years. And now, yeah, it's time. It's been time. It's been time. You know, and they will do whatever they can to take advantage of you. There's no, there are, there's no, there are no studios out there or networks that want to pay you a premium price, that want to just make you feel good. Like they, you deserve this. This show's a hit now. We're going to give you a raise. You shouldn't even have to ask. If you're working at a company, all right? And all of a sudden, you're working hard, and you're an integral part of this company, mm -hmm. and the company stocks go up, and the company's worth a lot more. If that boss doesn't come in there and go, you've got to raise, he's not a good boss. Mm. And they don't. It's all about saving money. Mm -hmm. It's for the producers to save money so they look good in the eyes of the studio. Mm -hmm. It's horseshit. Mm -hmm. It's just how it works. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to stand up and go, faha, mm -hmm. ka you. Mm -hmm. I deserve more than that, and you have to fight for it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you piss a lot of people off, mm -hmm. and yeah. it's okay, yeah, because it's business. It's business. Forget about it. Show business. Forget about honey. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you said that the bro culture of entourage still exists. You think that's of course it still exists, right? Uh, yeah. Do those guys every you night mean, you in, mean in Hollywood like outside of the bro culture? Yeah. <laughs> 100% it still exists. Yeah, you, everywhere you look, it's still... Everywhere you look. Oh, are you referring to like how people always go on and on about how misogynistic the show was? Do they do that? <laughs> yes. Constantly. And you're you're upset by that. I think it's such horseshit. That's what the show was. I it was about like... a bunch of these... But, but, but that was... <laughs> it's... A different time. A, a different time. B, not that different to what happens still now. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be real. You know, yeah, it was post <laughs> Me Too, uh, before Me Too. Yeah. But like, every week there's some new shithead that's, you know, has some, is going, going down for something. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I always just defended it. I was like, I think I just always got sensitive about it because I think people love to hate on things that are working. And so someone's always going to say something. And the truth is that, you know, Doug Allen was a genius. And Doug Allen simply wrote about the shit that went on. And he did it in an entertaining fashion. So it's like you can shit on the show <laughs> or just like hate our business but he was writing about our business. Like Doug used to say, oh my God, this is tame compared to what the real story is. Right. You know, so yeah, so I roll my eyeballs because I just think it's ridiculous. And yeah. I think like, you know, people are inherently fascinated with our business. And I think you got to take the good with the bad. And mm -hmm. There's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad. There <laughs> certainly is. All right, this is called Shit Talking with Emmanuel Shrieky. Did you get a lot of problems when, with your name? Good. Say it again. Emmanuel Shrieky. That's <laughs> very good. <laughs> Did people give you shit about your last name? Were you like the Shrieks? Oh. The, oh, my Shrek God. Shrinky. Shrinky. Creekwai. Creaky. 
But nobody could ever, nobody ever, it was Triquai. Nobody could understand. Because you know, I wish. But you know why though? Because when you say it in French, it makes, if you speak French, the name makes sense. You don't speak French, then you're like baffled by the name. Because in French, it's Shriki. Shriki. C-H is like sh, like champignon. Champignon. So in French, Q-U-I is qui. Qui. Right? So it's Shriki. Shriki. So in English, doesn't make quite as much sense, but. Shit talking with Emmanuel Shriki. Um, these are my patrons, top tier patrons. They get to ask questions. If you want to join Patreon to support the podcast, you know I love you. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you. I'll send you a message. And thank you. Here we go. Chris R. These could be fast answers. Oh, okay, right. Rapid fire. Okay. Favorite memory from Entourage? Uh, filming at the Roosevelt Hotel at the Golden Hour. Why? Literally outside having a cigarette with Jer and Kevin on Hollywood Boulevard in like dressed to the nines, shooting this show in Hollywood. And I was like, oh my God. I'm at the Roosevelt <laughs> smoking a smoke, hanging out at the magic hour. Just like one of those moments where I was like, wait, this is my life. That's amazing. Did you ever date anybody on Entourage? No. Any of the actors? Mm-mm. Kev Connolly and I are still. Fasties. And I gotta get him on the show. We, we were friends for a long time. Oh I haven't God. talked to him in a while. You have Send me his to. email. I gotta get him on the show. Absolutely. It'd be great. Oh. And I like the other guy too. Jerry Ferrara? Well, I like Jerry. I gotta do Jerry too. And then yeah. there's the other guy. Jeremy Pivot? Adrian no. Grenier. Dylan. Dylan. Oh, of course. Dylan. Well, you know, they do the Victory Podcast. Yeah. Maybe you can go on the Victory Podcast. We'll see. Talk to them both. Jamal F., stoked that you're playing Lana. Loved Aww. Sloan and Entourage. Did you ever feel that Hollywood tried to typecast you after Entourage, or did you feel the show gave you the chance to be more selective with the roles you chose? Ooh, great question. Nope, they tried to typecast me, and I said no for a whole year before I said yes. After Entourage. Nice. <laughs> Leanne, what was it like to work with Adam Sandler? We already talked about it. Any fond memories you'd like to share from your time on set? Um, was there any time you couldn't stop laughing oh my god all the time all the time uh i would say you know what you want to hear a really sweet quick sweet story i was wrapped before the film was wrapped and they were going to shoot in mexico for some segments that were supposed to take place in israel so i was wrapped already and as my rap gift they were like come with us to mexico (laughs) So I was first wrapped. class everything. First class everything. Um, come hang with us. Did you get well, to bring a guest. I didn't. I could have. I didn't. Who cares? I was there with like my crew and my castmates and had like the best time. And I was wrapped already. And I that was a testament to like the vibe of that film. Wow. Yeah. Sophie M. We already answered your question. You said, "Can you tell us about your audition process for Superman and Lois?" Well, she didn't. She did she? Did you say Sophie M.? Sophie M. Oh, Sophie That's your, M. Isn't your name? My name. I thought I Sophie heard Sophie. is your middle name. Yeah, Sophie Ann is my Anne middle name. Ann is your yeah. middle name. Emmanuel, like, Sophie N. Shriek. <laughs> Dana asks, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, you know, it's just so lame to say this because I'm sure everybody says this, but it's so fucking true. It's like, just don't worry so much. Don't stress out so much. I know. It's all going to be okay. Literally, it's 
all going to be okay. Mine would be stop taking care. Do, do not feel like you have to take care of everybody. Uh, do not feel like you have to give everybody money. Uh, do not feel like you have to try uh, so hard. Uh, Just uh, enjoy life. Be present at a young age. At a young this age. Is what's, yeah. Oh, you know what I'll, I'll add as well? Though the, the don't worry one is very real. But you know what the other one is? Steep. Don't, don't dim your light for other people. Wow. Don't, to make them feel better. Be your light. Be your whole light. Pretty amazing. Karina N. Hi, bonjour. Emmanuel, do you speak French and would you be interested to act in a French film? I do speak French and I did do a French film. What? What did you do? That was German. <laughs> that was. I don't. I can't do French. I can do German. Sprechen Sie etwas Deutsch? Können Sie lesen und schreiben? That's very good. Sie sind einbauen, Are you German? Ich mach dich. Is your family German? Nein, nein. <laughs> what is your last name? Rosenbaum. It but, means uh, red tree in German, though. Wait, are you Jewish? We're Hungarian, Romanian. I'm Jew. Ah, okay, okay. I mean, I I wasn't sure. Shana Tova, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, thanks. So, yes, I did a French film. It was a comedy. It was the best experience of my life. And it was called Situation Amoureuse, C'est Compliqué. Which is, and you spoke only French? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was great. It was amazing. I want to do it again. I have a French agent, so. What now? What are you doing now? Besides, well, you're doing Superman and Lois. Doing Superman and Lois. Are you filming now? Yeah. I go, I fly back on Sunday. Really? Yeah. Because you're busy. Like, you're like, this is the only day I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I is know. it long hours for you or you kind of go in and out? Uh, in and out. I think the killer is the, the, the being the first one up. The like 6 a.m. call time. Tyler. Ooh, he's there to, from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Was he exhausted? No. No. How old is he? He's 35. That's why. Can't, I couldn't do it. He's now. brilliant. He's he's brilliant. He's a nice and he's, guy. He's a nice guy. He's an amazing Superman. He's got to do the podcast. I asked him. He said he would. He's got to. He, I know he. Oh, works I'll tell him. I'll tell him. You say you have to go on. A hundred percent. See, she's got my back, Ryan. What do you think of Ryan's mustache? I love it. Do you? Yeah, I love all. You know, does what? your boyfriend have a mustache? No, but I love when he has facial hair. But I'll tell you, I'm a sucker for anything that's like seventies. Like mm -hmm. I love your glasses. Oh, you do. I love that stash. Um, <laughs> I love 70s too. Do you like I horror movies? Love. Me too. <laughs> I love horror movies. Did you see X? No. Well, it's, it's it takes place in the 70s and it's kind of like these porn actors who end up at this house and all the horror begins and it's really good. Is it really Ty good? Ty West directed it. X. Um, okay. X. Cool. It's really good. That girl Fine. who's in it, um, uh, she's on the new Wednesday Adam show. It's called Wednesday. It's coming oh. out. Tim Burton. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name? The, Wednesday. The, My friend Alan Miles, they created it with Tim Burton. Um, it's called, her name's Jen, Jenna Ortega. 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 She's adorable, isn't she? And she's adorable. great next. Oh my God. Great. Okay. Fa favorite great. horror movie of all time. The Shining. I knew I was going to say. Rosemary's Baby. It's because it's impossible. Children of the Corn. Jesus. Remember the guy, Malachi. I know. Like, scariest. Yeah. By the way, just because we're talking about horror. Dahmer. Is that what you're going to say? 
That's what I told him. My friend, Tom. It's incredible. It really is. My friend, I'm only on episode five. Ugh. But my friend texted me because we watched it last night. He goes, not watching anymore. I had all kinds of crazy dreams yeah. about me and you picking up Dahmer from jail. <laughs> that was his text to me this morning. <laughs> yeah, it is dark. But wow, that guy is other level. I won't watch it. That plays Dahmer. It's disturbing. It. It's, yeah. He's it's, just like him. If you watch the interviews with the real Jeffrey Dahmer. You're like, oh Lord. And the scenes are so intense. Oh my God. It is that it is first like, episode whoa. is an episode, spoiler alert, where um it just shows you how he got caught and then it starts the series. <gasps> Which by the way, I loved that they did that. Cause I didn't actually know the background of Dahmer oh. at all. So I was like, what? You're like, this guy's not gonna live. <gasps> what is happening? Um but I found it was so well done. And that lead guy, Evan... Peters. Peters. So my favorite show of the past two years was uh, Mayor of Easttown. I just thought it was... Mayor of Easttown? Yeah. Mayor, Mayor, Mayor of Easttown. M-A-R-E. Mayor. Mayor. Oh, it's with... That's what's her, her name? name? Kate Winslet. Winslet. I loved it. Oh, my God. He was in it? He's the young cop. Who gets killed. Killed. In the house. Yes. He was great. I flipped out when I figured that out because I was like, oh my God, this guy's unrecognizable. He's he so sweet in that show. Yes. Such a nice guy. And in here, he's a monster. I can't. I can't. That just like, wow. Amazing. So weird. It's yeah. Oh, it's weird. This has been a real treat. What a treat. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. For allowing me to be inside of you today on the show. <laughs> well, that's that's what we say. That's the, ins the show's inside of you. And nobody laughs, right? Well, I mean, it's not supposed to. It's a serious thing here. Uh, this has been a real treat. Thank you so much. Thanks. Inside of You is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the, you know, Inside of You online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify, I can't think of anyone else that would do this uh, the right way like Shopify does. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. It's so easy to navigate. And when you wanna add discounts, like for instance, I just had a discount where I put uh, Michael 15, and that was my discount code. How much of a percent? 15% off the total order. Easy. Adding products. It's so easy. You put a picture. You just upload a picture. You put a description. It, it, it does everything for you. And the analytics are so easy to use. Uh, this is the most selling product. Oh, I should get more of those. This is the least selling product. This is how much I made for this month compared to last year or last month. It's so easy to navigate. I feel like a pro and Shopify has really helped me do that. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash 
inside, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol helps address them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical study, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes. With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code INSIDE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code INSIDE. Again, words can't describe what a great guest I thought she was. I hope you liked her. I hope you enjoyed it. You got something from it. Let me know. Write to us. Follow us on our handles, all that stuff. And uh, really not much else to say. Um, I'll be at some conventions coming up. Uh, you can see me in Vegas on January 13th, 14th, and 15th at the Creation, where Supernatural guys are going to be. We're going to be a big party. We're going to do a small little nights, Welling and I, prizes. Saturday night's a big music night. Uh, Loudon Swain's playing, and I might get up and sing a song. They want me to sing a song Saturday night in Vegas. I'm gonna, who, who's that? Loudon Swain. Who's that? They're they're my friends. They're a great band. They're uh, they haven't uh, they have a new album recently. It was a couple months old. But uh, Rob Benedict is going to be there. He's an amazing singer. My friend Billy Moran and um, Mike great. and Steve will be there. And uh, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, you know what, what to do. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making this podcast 
the one you listen to, or at least one of the ones you listen to. Mm -hmm. Right now, the top tier patrons, these are folks that give extra, that really, I, I, I can't believe they're still around that are, are, are keeping this podcast going. If you guys keep it going, then I'll keep it going. That's as easy as that. And uh, if you want to see me and Ryan continue this and part of your Tuesdays or mm -hmm. whenever you listen to it, um, you know, thanks for the support. Uh, Patreon.com slash inside of you. Mm -hmm. And the new album. Don't forget that. Sunspin. The new album. Yep. Spotify. Um, Amazon Music. Amazon Music. ITunes. Apple. I think it's everywhere. YouTube Music. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. So Napster. Whatever. Yeah. Please off. follow us everywhere. We, we need the followers. Um, and listen to the new album. It never is what it is. I think you're going to really like the album. We worked really hard on it. Uh, here are the shout outs. My good friends, Nancy D. Hi, Nancy. I know. We're, we were trying to get together for lunch. Uh or something it, it's it's difficult but uh you know you know i love you and we'll figure it out leah s oh, another one i mean I, all these people i just love sarah v little lisa yukiko hi japan how are you um she's been listening for a long time i love you yukiko you're great uh jill e hi jill brian h hinnen camp nico p is still around and robert b jason dream weaver sophie my sophie my Kristen keogh Raj, my wonderful, wonderful friend. Joshua D, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99 more. Santiago M, uh, where's my bust, man? Where's my Lex Luthor bust you're making? He's such a good guy, so talented. Chad W, Leanne P, hi Leanne. Janine, how are you, Janine R? Maya P, saw her in Pittsburgh. Uh, Maddie S, Belinda N, Chris H, Dave H. It's got to be Dave Hall. Sheila G, Brad D, Rach, Harada, Tabitha T, Tom N, Talia M, Betsy D, of course, Chad L, Dan N, Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Dev Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Brandy D, Camille S, Joey M. A lot of these people I want to meet that I haven't met, Ryan, and I want to meet them at a con. Come see me, damn it, and say, hey, it's me. It's Eugene and Leah. They they visited. They went to a con. Nikki G, Corey, Heather L, Jake B, Megan T, Mel S, Orlando C, Caroline R, Christine S, Eric H, Shane R, Emma R, Andrew M, Zeruichi 77, Andreas N, Oracle, Karina N, Amanda R, Jen B, Kevin E, Stephanie K, Lena 82, Jorel, Billy S, Jam and J, Leanne J. Luna R, Cindy E, Mike F, Stone H, Brian L, Cameron E. To all the newcomers, thank you for the support. I hope you enjoy Patreon. It's a wonderful community. A lot of people have made good friends. They meet up at cons. They do fun things. So hopefully uh, treat them well to all the old patrons. Treat the new patrons. Welcome them. Uh, friendships will start and hopefully blossom. And thanks for the support for the podcast. From the Hollywood Hills in Hollywood, California, I am Michael <laughs> Rosenbaum. <laughs> I'm Ryan Taze. I'm Ryan Taze. Ryan Taze. Let me hit you. Wave to the camera. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, be good to yourselves. It's 2023. Let's do it right. Get healthy. Um, feel better. Do more. Do more of what you love. And uh, thanks for all the support. All right. We'll see you. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.